Hello, welcome to another edition of the No Chofters podcast. I'm your host, Del. Roy isn't here with me. He's with the Italian mafia in Sicily. And Chris is probably DJing. So I'm on my own. And this is the night after our defeat to Antwerp in the Europa League qualifier. We lost 2-0, as you guys know. We lost on penalties. Um, and this is just a review of the game. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Gobelia. I'm fucking tired. Uh, my eyes, you can't see them, but my eyes are red. They're fucking stinging. I've hardly got much sleep recently because I've been working my ass off, doing all sorts of stuff, editing videos, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I'm going to try and be as, what's the word? Coherent as I possibly can. Uh, and I'm going to try and be as fair as I possibly can when it comes to this game. Now, we approach this, this match the way I expected. We came in with a 4-4-2, unchanged from the first leg, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Loiz on the right, Mix on the left, Bashiru and Yordi in the middle, with Fodi and Gaguli up front. And the back four was, was Shehu, Banayodini, Lang and Lesiaks. Obviously Fabian goal. And... Antwerp started the game pretty much how they started the first leg. Front foot, getting the ball out to wide areas and exploiting our weakness, which was down our right-hand side. Now, in the first leg, I was talking to Chris during the game and I said, I don't know why Loizo is playing wide right. He doesn't track back enough. And when he does, he spends a lot of time ball watching. Now, obviously, I was put to shame afterwards because Loizzo scored twice. Both goals came from wide areas. The first was a run that he made around the back of the fullback, Bataille, I believe his name is, if I can pronounce it. But in this game, the second leg, Antwerp learned from their, from their mistakes and Bataille got forward as much as he possibly could. There were numerous instances where the ball was played out wide the fullback would get in behind. He'd attack Shehu because Shehu didn't have any support. And there'd be three or four Antwerp players in the box. I'm going to show you two instances while I'm talking. Then you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, ball cut across. I mean, there was one instance where Miyoshi, who was absolutely phenomenal for him, he's waiting for the ball to be cut back. And Buta has just put it across the face of goal straight to the keeper. And Miyoshi's just flapped his hands in the air. So this was this was their tactic, to get the ball out wide, pop it in the box low and hard, and hope that one of our play one of their players would get on the end of it. We defended very well in the first first half. We didn't make that many mistakes defensively, but there was one moment which kind of emphasised the importance of high pressing. How Antwerp did that very very well. Okay, so we know that Antwerp's press was pretty impressive and you've got three players highlighted here. But what I want you to do is look at Verstrata, who not only wins the ball, but look how he busts the gut to get it off Bashiru. Look at this. He wins the ball and here we go. Eggerstein has got yards of space, so much room to run into. He's going to make that diagonal run like he did most of the game. And here we go. Balls play through to him and fortunately, Fabio makes a save. And this was pretty much the story of the game. They pressed high. They caused us many issues defensively. And last season, 
last season, Roy and I were waxing lyrical about our defending, the amount of clean sheets that we kept. Uh, I think we was like 16 or 17 clean sheets in the last 20, 21 games, which is absolutely phenomenal. This season, we conceded one against uh, the Goddess in the Super Cup. We conceded two away to Dinamo Zagreb. We conceded one at home to Dinamo Zagreb. We conceded uh, two away against Flora, two at home against Antwerp, and two away against Antwerp. That's 10 goals in total that we've conceded in two, four, six, seven games. Now, I can sit here and bang on the Michael Lufner drum all I want, but there's more to it than that. Shehu looks absolutely knackered. We're not even... Well, in fact, we haven't even started the league campaign and he was blowing out of his ass. All you got to do is look at Antwerp's second goal, how he didn't even attempt to win the ball. And do you know what? That's, that's, that's fatigue. And Mix didn't track the runner. Again, that's fatigue. So they're playing at high intensity, at a higher level. Now, that's not to say that the Cypriot League isn't a high level, but you're not going to get that intensity in, in the Cypriot League as you do in, in the Europa League or in the Conference League or whichever competition you play in. And I, I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried about Adam Lang's form. He doesn't look the same without Lufner there. Perhaps it's that added responsibility of being the, the senior um, the senior centre-back with uh, Banayodu there. Hubachan being out is obviously a big loss for us. Um, but Shehu's form has dipped. And that's something that we need to address very quickly. Now, I'm not saying that we should drop him. But at the same time, Psafti is ready. And Psafti is a proper right-back. And people will tell me that Shehu plays right back for the Nigerian national team. It's a different system. It's a different system. I don't know if they play three at the back with wing backs. I don't know if he has cover. Maybe Iwobi is a right winger and Helton tracks back. Because what I'm seeing a lot in this 4-4-2 system is players that are playing out wide aren't doing enough tracking back. Now, Mix was wide left and he did brilliant. Uh, in the first few games. And even against Antwerp in the first half, he did very well. I think we were very compact. I think Bashiru, Yordi and Mix did very well to nullify them through the middle. And that's probably why, more often than not, Antwerp were switching play, switching flanks, playing the ball from the middle, diagonal balls to, to um, Benson on the right um, and, the other, and the other lad on the left, uh, Balikwisha. So that was their system. Get the fullbacks forward. Let Buta get forward. Let Batai get forward. Pack us. And when they were pressing, it was man for man. If you look at Antwerp's first goal, route one, it's a route one clearance from the goalkeeper down the middle. It's four on four. It's four on four. Adam Lang had to win the header. He had to win the header. And he didn't. Now, whether he misjudged the flight of the ball, maybe misjudged, misjudged the, the length of the clearance, he didn't seem comfortable. And Eggestein had the free header. And when you got Miyoshi there, making those diagonal runs, late runs, timed runs, he's got legs. 
and he latches onto the ball. And then you see Fabi coming out. Fabi, you can see the point where Fabi actually stops because he knows that if he comes out even further, he'll probably end up bringing down the play and get sent off. So he did the only thing he could do and stopping his tracks, but it was too late by that time. And we're a goal down. And we weathered the storm. I wouldn't say Antwerp threw the kitchen sink at us. They got their system right. Um, at one point, Bataille had a great chance. The ball was played in the box. And again, Loizzo, watching the man, blindsided. And Bataille's headed the ball wide. And it's, it's these lapses in concentration that cost us in matches last season. Abolon, away. Defensive laps. Uh, Salamina away. Defensive laps. Even Ayek in the last minute. Sorry, Ayel in the last minute. Apologies. Ayel in the last minute at the Tiro when Maia equalised. All right. It was like pinball. The ball deflected, deflected, but it fell to Maia and he nutmegged two defenders when he took that shot. But that's... Those are individual mistakes. They're happening more and more frequently. Now, now I don't know, as I said before, I don't know whether it's because Lang's form has dipped. Perhaps now we've got the, the break, the international break, it's going to help. But on the flip side, Lang might be called up to the Hungarian national team. And he's going to come back tired again after having a long Euros. So from the defensive standpoint, we need to improve. We really need to improve. Um, whether it be reshuffling the pack or offering more support from midfield. Now, Gusu has obviously been a big loss. Bashiru isn't the same player as, as Gusu. Gusu is hard-hitting, half-tackling, 100 miles an hour. He'll get stuck in. Bashiru is a Rolls-Royce of a player. He's similar to N'Gala Kante. He doesn't need to go in hard with challenges. He reads the game so well, and his distribution is fantastic. And we haven't seen him do the box-to-box role because the, the matches that he's played, both against Antwerp, he's had to sit deep and protect. But I'm pretty certain in the league, he'll be able to play that box-to-box midfield role because he's got a fantastic range of passing. And if we go by the YouTube clips, which are very difficult to do so, he seems like that kind of player that can get forward. Um, up front, we were toothless. I'm, I'm going to say it. We were toothless. And when EI came on, we were even worse. And I'll tell you why we were even worse when EI came on. Because whenever we got forward, instead of him running into channels to pull defenders away from out of position, he's running straight into him. He's running straight into traffic. So what's happening is they're doubling up on him. So when the ball is played towards him, Smash, they've taken the ball. And and these are mistakes that we're making. But what I will say on the flip side, we're certainly playing at a higher level. We've certainly improved, especially in terms of of an organisational perspective, in terms of a a counter-attacking team. I think we have improved. And the injuries have hindered us. Let's not forget, We've had to reshuffle the, the pack because of injuries. Shepa, Eric, obviously Ernest, and the players have come in. They haven't had the preseason. Psafti has. Bashiru hasn't. Mix kind of has. But you could tell the, the fatigue has been creeping in. EI the same, just came in. Zahario. 
So we can't expect miracles and we can't um, expect things to happen overnight. People were telling me, oh, we blew a two-goal lead. Sandro B, Trezili. It's not really. Because we knew the storm was coming. And we knew that technically and physically, they were better prepared than us. Better prepared. They're on a different level. Granted, Nine Galan came in, gave him a boost. Um, he was blowing out of his ass for a lot of the time of the second half. He was getting frustrated, you could tell. But what different supporters make as well? Their supporters were absolutely phenomenal, the, the Antwerp supporters. Brilliant. I don't know how many there were, 10, 15,000. But they were singing throughout the game. Every time they got a corner or a throw-in, they get behind their team. That's fantastic. And that's obviously given them a boost. Um, and I, and the thing is, I can't even turn around and say we didn't deserve to lose. Because on the balance of play, they had obviously more opportunities. They held on to the ball better. They got in behind us more. And um, push came, it came to shove. It came to penalties. And all right, Jordi missed. Jan had his one saved. As did Zaharil. But I'm glad I haven't seen any slander on social media on these guys because Jordi and Jan, they've been superb for us. They've been absolutely superb for us. And those two penalties, they were tired penalties. Those, those were penalties taken with tired legs. Jan especially. He was walking up to the penalty spot and it's almost as if he'd just done a fucking marathon. It's almost as if he'd done about 30 miles running. Probably did, to be honest. Amount of tracking back he had to do. You know, Yusta took a good penalty. Um, and Zahariwa, again, he'd, he'd only been on for, what, 40 minutes? And Dax is a poor penalty, a good, good height for the goalkeeper. But it's, again, it's another learning experience. And while it's not nice to be losing games, while it's not nice to be knocked out of a competition that we really wanted to be in, Silver lining. We're still in Europe. We're still in the Conference League. We've still got the opportunity to do something. And the group that we have, which I'm probably going to discuss tomorrow, I'm not going to do it now because I'm, I'm just too tired. It, it's a difficult group. It's a difficult group. But it's not an impossible group to get out of. Again, I'm going to touch on that probably tomorrow. I'm going to see if, if uh, Chris is about to do that show. But... As for, as for the game uh, against Antwerp, yeah, listen, toothless game forward, lack of ideas. Dougal had a shot from like 50 yards. Uh, Lesiak's had a volley which went wide. Johnny's had a chance, a half chance in the second half, shot deflected. Uh, Mix danced his way into the box, but the keeper came out. So we didn't, we, we looked a shadow of the side that we play, played with in the first leg, especially in the second half. The second half, was phenomenal. That's the best second half of football I've seen from us probably since... Well, it's obviously been from last season, but the way that we decimated them, obliterated them, is a phenomenal display. But this is football, Gabelia, and, and I, I can't sit here and shit on the players. Fabi made two fantastic saves, one with his legs with, with Benson, and Benson was another player. Benson, fantastic footballer. 
There was two instances. In fact, I'll show you. Now look how easy it was for Benson to get in between Jordi Gomez and Mix. He just arches his run, runs across, and thanks to Fabi, we're still in the game. And in this one, he picks up the ball on the right-hand side. Notice Mix is watching him. But Mix is losing energy in this one. You can tell by this run that Benson makes. He goes in between Mix and Banayodo. Mix stops, but Banayodo is like, right, I'm not going to let you go through. He takes a touch in, and here we go. Great challenge, great saving challenge there. And this happened time and time again, especially in the first leg, in the second leg. But they're a good team. And it's no shame losing against a good team. So, yeah. I don't know what else to say with this review. Um, as I said, I'm, I've been doing this on my own at this moment in time, and I used to do it on my own before. <laughs> so uh, it's not as if I'm not used to doing it. But having Roy here or Chris here makes it more of an interesting listen. And I don't want to bore you guys. So, yeah, that's another episode of the No Choftis podcast. Hit that subscribe button, like, tell your nunna. Um, I'm on Instagram at Shaystel. Uh, follow the OLB. Follow Roy at Roy No Choftis. Silver lining, Gobelia. Silver lining, nothing to moan about. Nothing to complain about. The league resumes in two, three weeks' time. Most of our players will be back. Most of our players will be fit and ready to go. And let's start our season now. And for crying out loud, we're what? Ten games in? <laughs> Are we? Two, four, six, eight, nine, wherever, however many games it is. We're, we're, we're so many games in now. It feels like we've we've been we've been playing a whole a half a season. Anyway. Tell me all new. I'm a shit like that.